energies of survival. You are welcome. I um, immediately I did the previous podcast on survival. I decided I just felt I should continue with the energies of survival. So, um, through the traditional educational uh, methods, they would say define what energy is. Okay, then, but I don't. Right now, I I can say just energy is the ability to do, ability to do things. Energy is is ability. Okay, capacity, kappa, you get, you know so. Ability to do, ability to survive. But here, I want us to talk about the ability, that ability that 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 is generated um, and used to do the act of surviving. All right. So, in having sex, we know that um, uh, a lot of energy is released, okay, through orgasm. Even through the emotions that come with it before orgasm and all that, there are a lot of energy released. Plus, we know that the sexual act, okay, that two energies combining, okay, is the most creative of our energies. Okay, it, it helps us to create our kind and so on and so forth. So, um, in, in sexual energy, in, in sex, in that mode of surviving, we use energy. Right, so that energy we can say is is represented or um, is centered in our in our sexual organs, right? In in our sexual organs, though it's linked, it can be found anywhere in in, in various forms and, and and ways. It's it's centered there. That's where most of the sexual energies are centered. All right, so. That's the kind of energy that I want to, I want to, I want us to discuss and talk about and think about. Right. So, yeah. So over here, we find out that if we can also abuse that energy, we can abuse sexual energy. And you see that, especially when you are young, your sexual energy is heightened. Not just sexual energy. A lot of the energies are at, at their peak. You see, and so a lot of a lot we, we are always looking for avenues to dissipate or or provide a, an outlet for the sexual energy. You know, but in that in that state in our teenage where where this energy the sexual energy for example is heightened, we are admonished not to have sex. Okay, there we, we, we preach more of abstinence. So we find out that we get a lot of sexual energy built up. And then it transmutes into, you know, physical, certain physical character uh, in its own way. You know, it transmutes throughout the body in its own ways. However, um, we find out that a lot, you know, a lot of people are masturbating. A lot of them also have sex and easy and so on and so forth. But then there are people who are so addicted to sex that they are always having it three, four times a day. 
are masturbating, they are always alone, and so on and so forth. They are abusing, they are abusing, or they, they are they are they are abusing the sexual energy. And you find out that they have low self-esteem, they have a, a, a lot a lot of they are usually weak, you see, because they are always expending their energies, you see, using them in that pleasure. But immediately after that pleasure, you feel empty. You feel you have lost something. You've lost, you've lost some dignity. You've, you know, but it's power. It's sexual power that you've lost. It's energy that you have lost. But after a while, you, you, you try to regain because naturally the body has a way of regaining balance. You so you regain and then you know there is that need, there is that yearning to have that release and then you release it. So you find out that you are stuck in that arena of 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 uh, or how, how do you call it that loop of empty fill up empty fill up empty fill up empty and you keep masturbating you keep trying to have sex all the time okay but you must be conscious of this sexual energy. And then you should also find out there are a lot of uh, uh, materials on the net on how to transmit sexual energy. Okay, you want to find a way to sublime, sublime, or reduce the effect of the energy. It's not about suppressing it. It's about finding ways to release it. Okay, one way is to release it through the act. Okay, there are other people that also release it through creativity and release it through adventure through physical activity you know people release it through many many other ways you, you get it so you want to find a way to use or harness your sexual energy there are other people who are so connected to the sexual energy and and only, only use it for one procreation they only have sex when they want to have babies or people also only have sex when they want to have that spiritual ritual Okay, it's it's a spiritual act for certain people. It is sacred. It gets them closer to divinity and enlightenment. See, so they only practice sex when they want to be in that period or be have that experience with with, with the divine and things like that. See, so people have weird uh, or different, not weird, but different uh, ideas about sexual energy and sexual power and how it's expressed. You know, so you want to properly express your sexual power. It's also going to, for some people, it's, it's, uh, it makes them do a lot of things. So it makes them do a lot of things. It, it, makes you, it makes you commit to people in ways that sometimes it hurts you. All right? It makes you spend money. It makes you spend time. It makes you spend travel long distances. It makes you, uh, your emotions and all those things get mixed up somehow because of how the other person may be treating you. see... All these things, because we are trying to find sexual partner, a partner with which to perpetuate our survival, or with which to recreate, to create our kind. Okay, and so all these things coming. All right, so that's just a little bit more about how our sexual power can control us, how our sexual power can weaken our self-esteem, can weaken our strength. Because anytime you release semen for men, you release a lot of proteins, so you are losing proteins, you are losing vital um, energy because this energy are procreative, they are creative, you know, so you are losing that energy if you are constantly masturbating, 
you are constantly having sex and so on and so forth so unless you are also using that in a way that actually help you when you think that if you are doing that kind of act and you are you are it, it is a way it's a sacred way of achieving your dream for your goals if you are using sex that way then then fine that's good for you you know but that's what i'm saying try to see how try to understand what it is and how you can use it to live the life that you want all right when when it comes to eating okay for survival we i want us to look at the the energy we use in breaking down the food we eat okay and the energy we use in converting the the food we have eaten all right let, let me just describe the digestion let's say a digestion of carbohydrate it's it's, it's it's our biggest source of energy and cheapest right so when we eat off carbohydrates it gets digested in other words broken down into smaller bits and then the parts that are absorbable are pulled into our bloodstream now when the sugar gets into our, the carbohydrate gets into our bloodstream um, we decide whether okay depending when it gets into our bloodstream um, it's distributed to the muscles okay to be to be stored or used right now they are stored as uh, glycogen and then um, the excess okay the excess sugar that are sent to the muscles that are are then converted into fat and stored for future use okay so there is energy involved in digesting okay breaking down the bonds between the food between the the molecules of the food and breaking down making it smaller so it can be absorbed now all these processes going through um, the process where it is turned in back into fat or turn into glycogen and all that these chemical biochemical processes also require a lot of energy all right but we also can look at it as energy being stored potential energy energy being stored as fat for future use potential energy right you see so there is still energy involved in eating for survival right the negative part of it is where people are due to survival because their body wants to save energy in order to survive they are overeating and storing energy okay and they are becoming over fat and they are developing diabetes hypertension heart diseases strokes and all other things that are related to over fatness right so in that sense the energy the potential energy in there that you are not using okay is causing problems okay that's that's where i want us to take our minds to okay with the energies of survival you are afraid you can't sleep on, a, on an empty belly because you might die overnight so you are piling up you are eating and then when you eat overnight your body stores that but you wake up the following morning and you don't use any of the energies you just keep storing them and then you keep eating you just keep eating on and piling on energy 
So, because of your concept of how to survive, you are not you are piling up energy, okay, in ways that uh, are unrealistic. Because in fact, you are not needing. You, you don't need to go and farm to make to eat food. Okay, you don't eat once a day. Food is abundant. Okay, our body hasn't learned that yet. Food is abundant. Okay, so we eat a lot of times. All right. Plus, our our habits and then our our molding, our growing up, our environment, our society, how we were fed throughout our childhood is also affecting how we eat now. Okay, so we eat till our belly is full. We eat till there's no space for air in your in your stomach before you stop eating. You eat till you can't breathe before you stop eating. You get what I mean? So before you feel satisfied all right and then again we are also eating processed food but why are we eating we are eating because if we don't eat we feel we might get sick you get it we feel we might get sick if we don't eat okay we relate eating to surviving right that's where i want to draw our attention we are relating eating to surviving and in fact it used to be a necessity for survival in those times when we in the olden times when there was farming when we had to till the land now there is a lot of money there is if, if there isn't money then how come you are overeating and then storing much okay if you don't have too much to eat every day then you wouldn't have too much fat all right so 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 or perhaps we are eating the wrong things okay the machines have broken down things for us to make it finer Alright, so we are absorbing more carbohydrate, more energy than in the olden times when we have to chew things, we have to pound things. Okay, we didn't have to mail things, we had to pound things. Alright, when you pound things, it doesn't get fine. So you still have a lot of roughage that that makes you full but do not get into your bloodstream to be changed into fat and increase your fat storage. You, 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 you get it. So, your eating habits, your concept around eating, which is eating to survive. Eating so you don't get sick. Eating so you can, uh, you, don't, you don't sleep, you don't die in your sleep overnight. That's what I am talking about. Okay? If you have faith that sleeping empty belly is not a negative thing, it's not something that's going to kill you overnight then why why do you not sleep empty belly if okay or sleep in with water in your belly if that's going to help you look healthier okay feel healthier uh, lose fat and wear those things that you want to wear reduce your blood pressure reduce your risk for diabetes reduce your risk for hypertension and all that reduce your medication and the money you throw away to painkillers for to kill the pains caused by inflammation because you have too much fat in your body because you are not moving enough, right? Because your muscles are weak. When your muscles are weak and you are not able to move, your lymph don't move, okay? The fluid that your that surrounds your cells, the fluids that your cells bath in doesn't move. So it is stale. It's just like water in a gutter that doesn't move. The gutter that is choked, you see that after a while it becomes stale. But the one that moves is always clean. 
all right and in it's, it's in a it's in a healthier state maybe the other one that is also still has other organisms even more organisms in it but if you have it in a way that your body has that state in which we have a lot of more organisms in other words there are more inflammations okay there is no movement so there is stagnation okay stagnation not so much of blood circulation but lymph circulation right and so there are inflammation there are pockets of inflammation here and there especially in your joints okay in your joints where there are lymph, a lot of lymph nodes around what happens is that the problem may not be at the joints but the problem are inflammations inflammation inflammatory uh, agents that have been pulled out from the system and then brought in there and are being you know recycled so you get gout you get all these uh, you know, you know, fluids around at your joints, all because these activities are there. It's stagnation. There is no movement. Lymph, lymph is not moving from your limbs all about. You get what I mean? Because it doesn't have a pumping station. You see, so all all these things you can get caught up in that loop where your muscles are weak, you are not able to move, so you have so much inflammations. Inflammations are causing pains, and the pains are causing your blood pressure to rise. Okay, as you take these pain, pain medications, your body gets adapted to it, and so you now need some more pills in order to get the same pain-killing effect, right? And then your blood pressure has to also increase higher. Then you have to pump, increase your blood pressure uh, medications, okay, and that one too, has side effects. Even the painkillers have more side effects. You get it. So, when you get to understand how the energy around eating, okay, okay, the energy around eating is, and the kind of energy that are in that you are putting into your body, you will better control how much body or how much energy you keep in your body in the form of fat, okay, and then how to use that um, um, fat to generate energy in fact a lot of people have a lot of fat because they don't have the muscles are not they don't have the ability to generate energy from the fat so what they have to do is always take from the sugar so you find out that if you don't drink something or you eat a toffee or you do that you find out you get headache you get dizzy you get weak you can't move because your blood sugar you feel drowsy you are not alert because your blood sugar has gone down what needs to happen is that your body has to switch from using glycogen using blood sugar into using fats not that it can't it can the mitochondria in your in your muscle cells are adapted to doing that but if you don't allow them to do that they will lose their ability to use fat as energy Okay, there's a natural law that says that if you don't use it, you lose it. So you find out that because you are not moving, the mitochondria are not generating energy. The muscles are not used to generating more than necessary energy. Okay, so they don't have more than necessary mitochondria, which are the energy production centers in every single cell. Okay, research shows that if you put the very active people's muscle 
Microsoft, against that of those who are not active. They have those who are very active have more mitochondria in their muscle cells than those who are not active because they use them. They get. You see, so so that's that's the discussion I want us to have. Alright. So now we've talked about the energy surrounding sex creation um, and then we have also talked about the energy surrounding eating for survival okay and then the other thing we do for survival is the fight or flight okay or the freeze you see so the energy around that too okay what's what's your conscious uh, like the consciousness around the energy of of the fight and flight you see and as i described in the previous podcast the energy of fight and flight has to do with physical ability the ability of your muscles to produce the energy you need to move all right especially with the fight or flight we'll talk about freeze later but fight or flight is almost the same in that it produces energy it prepares your body to act if it doesn't act then if there's something missing you get it so um, what actually happens when you're uh, when you are in a fight or flight response now let's let's say you are um, a caveman and then you met a lion and the lion was coming at you in this time the lion has seen you you've seen the lion has seen you you have two things you are going to do there's no hiding you're not going to freeze right your body is already thinking of whether to fight or, or run all right so you look around you start looking around and there's a stick somewhere okay but there's also a distance that you can run to okay and close the door or, or hide or pass a narrow space where you cannot the, the lion cannot get to you so in these two situations you have to fight with the stick you have or go run run as fast as you can and hide and, and, and hide right so in this way in these two situations you you need energy and your body is preparing adrenaline is pumping into your blood your muscles are uh, blood is now gushed out into your peri- your limbs where the muscles are in your thighs in your calves and your back and butts and in your arms and chest and shoulders because you need these muscles to be producing energy to do whatever you have to do in that moment all right so now all the blood is not in your all the blood are the the, the, the blood are moved into your muscles and so your kidneys are blood in your kidney is reduced the blood in your livers are reduced all the internal organs even in your brain is reduced all the your heart is reduced okay that one too needs pumping so it's increased but the blood to other vital organs are all reduced no matter how small the situation is okay and then this um, blood is pumped into your 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 muscles then your eye open wide looking for things um, what other thing happens? You start breathing fast. You're breathing fast. Okay? Your, 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 your heart rate and your breathing rate also quickens because uh, we need to supply constant oxygen to the to, to, to blood to be taken to muscles. Alright? And then we need to take 
car carbon dioxide straight. Okay. The other thing is that we need the heart to also pump fast, 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 fast to this to this muscle so that it can produce the energy. You see, we need all these things to quicken. So you see that all these organs that need blood are now working. All the other centers in your brains that control these centers, your muscles, your heart, and all those organs that are needed for action are heightened. And then all those things that we need, like digestion, like um, um, immune function, okay, all the other vital things, okay, other chemical, biochemical reactions that go on that keeps the body healthy in homeostasis and in balance are shut down because now we need all energy and concentration on fighting or fleeing, all right? So this is what happens in your system. All this happens. A lot more happens but just these ones explains the energy and how it is it is uh, produced or what happens to our body in that fight or flight moment if you see a lion okay in the jungle in that situation all right so it produces an energy around it there is energy around it that you have to find a way to use you get it so that is that is the discussion I want. I'm, I'm trying to bring our mind to that energy, that energy around that survival are things that we need, you know, to 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 you know just just draw draw about and see how it affects our life and how it can make our life more enjoying, more our experience of living more enjoying. 